Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 38 of the KDH podcast. I literally had to go and look at my phone there to see what episode that was. I was like, oh my God, nearly 40 episodes. So why have I made this podcast this week? It's another bite-sized one, and it went down well. The listens were really high. I got a lot of good feedback. And you know what? It's so, so good to go and implement this stuff. And I loved the one last week about confidence because it's practices that I do, things that I'm experiencing. So you know what? I'm going to make a podcast about it because at the end of the day, it's going to deliver value to people. It's going to help people and it's going to help people win the week as well because ultimately that's what we all want, isn't it? And uh, basically, I'm going to break it down to three areas. When it comes to protecting your own energy, you've got you because you're responsible for everything you do. And I always feel like some of the things I'll talk about, you see people do things where it's like, they just say things that's so irresponsible. And you're like, are you taking control? Are you doing things that are going to put you in a better place? And as a coach, when people inquire to work with me, people reach out. Like sometimes people come on, they're just so not on the wavelength because they're like, I thought you're, you're meant to just be talking about exercise. I was like, yeah, but going and training is going to make you feel good. But if everything else in your lifestyle is a shambles, who you surround yourself with, what you do daily, you don't even, your routine is non-existent. You just constantly do things that run yourself into the ground. You're not going to make any progress with your training. Do you know what I mean? If everything else is abysmal, then that's probably going to be abysmal as well. But even if you're like me, there's loads of folk as well. Well, I've been there where when I was a young guy, you're quite stubborn to take it on board advice. And I remember even when I was younger, I used to drink loads, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? That's, it's like a part of life growing up. I used to literally, my sleeping pattern was rubbish, but I still trained and I was like, I know what I'm doing because I'm training. My training was shit. It was rubbish. I wasn't making nearly as much progression as I could. Things were all over. I was just overtraining and not focusing on anything else. As a result of that, I was literally treading water. I was staying in the same spot and I thought I was making amazing progress and I really, really wasn't. And that's basically what I help people do. So I kind of wanted to start it up to um this is kind of can i set the tone you can't pour from an empty cup now what does that mean i've heard that i've done a business course with jamie alderton last year and that was one of the things that he said and it's one of the things anytime personal trainers go and do any kind of progressions with the business leveling up and the mentors will always say to you you can't pour from an empty cup because it's like how can you tell someone else what to do how can you be an advocate and get other people to do things if your life isn't in order and that's basically one of the things I'm trying to emphasize right now is you can't make progress, do you know what I mean, if you're fucking absolutely not looking at any other aspect of your lifestyle, your sleep's all over the shop, you hang about with people that just don't bring you up at all, you're doing practices that don't work, but you're repeating the same mistakes. Like you need to make sure that you're doing things that are going to lift you up. And I was talking about this in my stories the other day, impatient me years ago, having the busy week that I'm having right now and the busy month that I'm having, I wouldn't probably, old me probably wouldn't prioritize things like going for a walk, writing down my daily plan. Do you know what I mean? Like all these different things. I'd be like, oh, well, if I just put all my energy in that, I'll get it done faster. But at the end of the day, if you are not doing the things that make you operate as a better person, ultimately, are you going to produce a good result or an optimal result? And the answer is no, you won't. You're not going to. So basically you need to remember that are you doing things that's going to make you optimal? Because at the end of the day, you can't serve all the people around you if you don't serve yourself. So make sure that you're starting your day off and doing something for you. And it's something I talk about all the time. Don't just reach for your phone. Have like restrictions and times on that. Make sure that you're putting yourself first. And then plan. I talk about planning all the time. People always come to me and say things like with in my groups and everything that I do or they reach out and ask for help. And they're like, 
I'm really struggling with this with nutrition. What's your top tips for nutrition? Like, as in, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm on a night shift or uh, I'm a shift worker, I have children or I'm going to a party. What can I eat? Plan, plan, plan. That's You just need everything that you need to do in your life. You need to plan it. And not enough people plan what they're doing. And, and when they don't plan, everything goes to shit. But I always talk about people in their work lives. In your work life, most things get planned. Well, most successful businesses, most businesses and workplaces that do well, they plan everything. So you need to take a bit of that and you need to take that to your lifestyle. And it's at the end of the day, the stuff that makes you tick and run better, it's, it's usually boring. Do you know what I mean? Like sitting and writing down your plans for the day, it's not very exhilarating. You can make it exhilarating. You can do things and practice gratitude. You can write down your big ambitions for the week, write down things that are going to scare you. But I mean, at the end of the day, writing down a daily to-do list is pretty naughty. I mean, but it's just, it, make, it, it protects your energy. It means that you're not, things aren't floating about in your brain. And my top tips when it comes to planning as well is keep it small. Just keep it as a few core things that you need to do for the day, the week, and the month. And it's as simple as that. The next one is practicing gratitude. And something I've been talking about loads, mentioned it in a few previous podcasts, is connecting with your emotions as soon as you wake up first thing in the morning is a powerful way to get after it. Again, Make sure you're serving yourself. This is a, the, the most, probably the most, the best way that anyone can serve themselves in the morning. And like old me probably wouldn't have been talking about things like this out loud because all people will judge me. I don't give a fuck anymore. I really don't care what other people think about me because at the end of the day, other people don't get me closer to the goals that I want. Only I do that. So that's what you need to remember. Who gives a fuck about what other people think? Just do what's good for you and getting up. And writing down what you're grateful for is a great way to start the day. And write down with that what you're grateful for and what lessons that's taught you. Do you know what I mean? Like this week, I've been really grateful for just getting up and getting after my runs and my cycles, even when I can't be asked because my focus isn't on for my Ironman right now because I'm so busy. But I'm, I'm going out and doing these long endurance things where I'm like, oh, I can't really be fucked doing this right now. But I'm grateful for that because it's teaching me discipline and it's making me grateful for that daily discomfort that I put myself through. Not enough people do that. I'm not meaning you need to go out and start training for an Ironman. I mean, like, you, just need to, you just need to be grateful for the things that are around you. And it just sets your day up so much better as well. And then the last one for you is like, this is a given, man. Like you need to make sure that you're prioritizing moving more and exercise like, spoke about this in a post all day um how come is it with like we, we use the example of the dog diet what happens when your dog gets fat you take it out more walks and you stop giving it as much treats this is a kind of spin-off to that why is it i was talking to tom about this uh, when we were out running last week why is it that when it comes to most people most people know that a dog needs to be walked it needs to be fed properly it shouldn't eat certain foods why don't human beings act to that when it comes to walking? Most people's like sort of object objection to getting a dog is oh, it needs to be walked every day. Surely that should be an incentive. Surely, like you deny yourself of things like daily movement. I'm not even talking exercise here. Your body's going to be kicking and screaming at you. And again, I'm not a bloody mental health professional, but at the end of the day, I've seen it too many times. I've spoken about it too many times. I've connected with too many other coaches about it. I reckon there's a good part of people, like people talk about chemical imbalances in their brain, like just because they're denying their body of so many, stim so much stimulus, like movement, they're denying it of its, its human right of what it should be getting done, done daily. And if you do that, guess what? It comes out and how you feel mentally. You feel like shit. You don't feel good for it. So you need to make sure that you're still prioritizing yourself. So obviously non-negotiables, walking every day, doesn't even need to be a set distance, just the fact that you're going for a walk and you're not doing it for calories burned, you're doing it for your headspace. 
And so that's why you should be obviously doing this. The next one is your environment. So like who you're with is an absolute essential with this to protect your energy. They might not be supportive to what you're doing. And I tell people this all the time, like people that have recently been coming on board with my 90 day program and they're doing all these changes. And I was like, do you know what? The hardest part is, is a lot of people really want you to be the version of what they have in their head. That's a bit of a tongue twister there. But basically, imagine you were someone that wasn't really consistent, didn't really get after it, and you reached out to a coach. Say, for example, you came to me, and I tell you all these things you need to do, and you're really focused, and you're really, really ready to get after it. But because you're known as that person, that identity for the person that's maybe quite lazy, that's not very consistent, your friends, and this is quite a tough pill to swallow, will be like, nah, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Why are you doing that? Why, why are you wasting money in that? Because they just have a vision of who you are. So like, even though they're your best friends, even though you're family, you need to get your head around that that's just the way it is sometimes. And it's pretty shit. And another really good point is like, it's, this is something that I literally live by. If someone can't connect or get a deep understanding of what you're trying to achieve, whether it be with your fitness your life, your ambitions, your business, drop the conversation and fucking move on. Who cares? Who cares what they are saying? Like, like people are just not going to get what you're doing. Like the entire time, like I have went through movements, my business and done things. I tell people what I'm doing and some people are like, oh man, like uh, hopefully it goes well for you. And I'm like, no, it fucking is going well. It's going excellent. Like, but just because they don't have that same vision as what you have. And like, I mean, it will even be to the point where you may be signing up for an event that someone's like, you're not the sort of person you'll do that, but you'd be like, I don't, I'm not bored about your energy. Like, so what I'm saying is don't let someone else's negative energy make, make you feel bad, make you bring you down. If you hear that, you need to have conviction. I was talking about this in the last podcast, talking about um, obviously having um, confidence and how to bulletproof it, supercharge it. You need to have conviction on what you're doing. And if you have that and someone else doubts it, fucking drop it. Who cares? And move on. Because you know what? It's you that's going to push you towards your goals. Nobody else. So who cares? And um, next one, protecting your energy, boozing and partying. Is boozing and partying. I used to be like, I was impartial to a few bevies and a few parties. And does it affect your energy? 100% it does affect your energy. And I've had people come on board where they, in the past, where they've been like a bit of a party person. I'm like, no, you can still do this. You can burn the candle at both ends. You can't. You're not going to be 100% invested in it. If you're someone that likes to go absolutely tonto the weekend, get it out of your system and then decide to do it because doing both is just an easy way to run yourself into the ground. And I'm not meaning you need to start living like a nun. I'm meaning like get the balance right. I'm meaning like get your focus right, get your priorities right because at the end of the day, partying, people drinking lots, people taking drugs lots. Yes, it will 100% impact your um, your mindset. And the chances are the people that you commonly do that with are only, like at the end of the day, if that's making you feel bad and that's bringing you down, and the only time you see that person is when you do that, it's like, is that person a good influence on me? Is that, actually, you have to question that process as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm not saying don't live. I, I love a drink. I love partying as much as anyone else. But at the end of the day, it's a massive conflictor for mindset. Like, and I'm, when I say I'm meaning someone that's absolutely gone for it, I'm not meaning someone that's having like 10 cans on a Saturday night. I mean, if you're out till at 7 a.m., yes, that will massively impact your mindset massively. Um, and next one, um, unhappy work or unhappy, unhappy work, unhappy in your job or unhappy in a relationship. 
Um, this is something that I read in James Smith's book, and it's something that just totally resonated with me. The sunk cost fallacy. Because you've invested time in something, it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Like, I've even had it with clients where, like, I can actually see where they've been working with me, and I'll just tell them, I'm like, look, I feel like you've become complacent here. Like, you've you've just, you, I feel like you're no longer, you're not checking in, you're no working through your program, you're not doing things. What's going on here? And, like, nine times out of ten, it works well because they need that wee reset and I need to be that voice of reason. But at the same time, I've had people where they're like, they don't like it because they don't like hearing it out loud. And it's because they've just, they feel like they're there just because they've invested time in it. And it's the same with like work. Like people say, like I wrote down the pension trap because it's something that I used to hear in the military all the time and people say it. And I was like, what the fuck? Pension trapped. There was fucking people in the early 30s telling me they were pension trapped because in the military, you got like a pension at 20, 22 years, I think it was. And they were all like, year 10, they were like, oh, I'm just going to hang about in my crappy pension that's like, equates to absolutely fuck all. I'm like, how could you actually, like, see when you think about how mental that is when people start saying it out loud, you're actually like, what? So what I'm saying is just because you've been at something for a while, you don't, you, you maybe undervalue yourself, you've got a limiting belief that you can't do any better. Just because you've been there for a duration of time and you've invested into it with like your life, who you are, your identity, it doesn't mean that you have to stay there forever. And it could be the thing that's absolutely drawing the energy out of you. The amount of people I've had where they've changed careers, like working with myself and I've helped them, lifted them up and I've given that advice to go, just go and change it because you're fucking miserable in that job. And it's not saying it's down to me, but what I'm saying is other pe people need a voice of reason to sometimes hear that. And if that's absolutely tearing away your energy, don't do it. Honestly, like change it because it takes up a big part of your life. So, um, and next point, I've said it already, but like if you are going to be telling people what you're doing, tell them it with 100% conviction. Don't tell them it half-heartedly because they'll pick up on it and they'll start ripping it to pieces. Um, and again, just, I said it in the last podcast as well, keep it to yourself, man. Just do what you're doing and, and just get after it because at the end of the day, it's no one else's business. Like other people can know it, but just do what you need to do. And in the um, next couple for environment, like phone, we spoke about serving yourself first thing in the morning, uh, evening routines, try and put limitations on when you use your phone, maybe doing things like one of my clients, Miller was talking about how he uses the a limiting app, like on the iPhone, you can set your apps to a certain duration. Social media can only be used for X amount of times throughout the day. There's loads of little hacks you can do. There's apps that you can use. Um, you can put your apps into different folders. Uh, a good technique with your phone as well is even shifting things like all your social media and not keeping them on the homepage, maybe putting them to the next page on your phone so you have to swipe. And these simple tasks allow you to not be distracted because it's an easy way to waste your time and your energy on other things. I mean, you might be in a really focused area, you're writing something down, like me, this podcast, I've been sitting doing a load of work. My phone's been to the side of me and I've been responding to things on my browser, Facebook. Um, but like, if I sit there scrolling through my phone, it will take away the energy and the focus from planning this podcast, programming, all these different things. And I'm like, put your phone away, just have little points. So usage limits on your phone is a big one. And then the last one for your environment, make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing yourself up to win. And it's the small things that add up. So a tidy workspace making sure that you've got like literally like you make your bed in the morning, like 
all these little things, although they seem so trivial, are the things that accumulate to add up to make a better and clear workspace. Like your house should be like a creative space for you as well, where you live, make sure that you've got things set up. When you're training, like make sure that we're training from home right now or when you're in your gym, make sure you're somewhere that you want to be because at the end of the day, that's going to be good energy for you. It's going to be something you associate. And that's what a lot of people associate with the gym is they associate that as a space of progression. But you need to make that space of progression in your house, your garage, your garden, and do that because it makes a big, big difference. And then the last point here, so we spoke about you, we spoke about environment. Now we're just going to speak about um, targets, goals, and optics because this is an absolute essential when it comes to having the energy to continually show up. The, the first thing I always put down is like, stop being so fucking unambitious. Like so many people are so unambitious and I know it's my job to give people it, but like when someone says to you, like they're just telling you things that you want to hear, like what's your goals? Lose weight and tone up. And you're like, no, what's your goals? Like, what, what do you want to do? Lose weight. And you're like, that's not going to be the thing. Like see when the storms come, come in and the obstacles show up, is losing weight going to be the thing? that separates the men for the boys is it fuck no it's not so make sure that you've got like some formidable goals and um, non-negotiables to tie in with that break down your goals into different periods and it makes everything clear as well when you're doing it so non-negotiables things that you do every week regardless um daily reminders things like post-it notes having a vision board a whiteboard in your wall these are amazing things that you can do to give you clear optics and your focus as well um using your socials for accountability this is a massive one and one that i love doing my clients so when people are coming for a transformation i'm like how would you feel to post a transformation and they're like oh my god that scares the shit fucking living shit out of me and i'm like well why don't you inform your social media of what you're doing right now and they're like oh my god and then they do it and then they're like oh it's real now it has to happen so different things like that a good way to obviously make sure that your energy is in the right places so using social media for some social uh, accountability as well and um, reward yourself for your hard work as well and when i say reward yourself this is where people go wrong as well is they fuck all their energy up because they start trying to live like the person that got them into the predicament they were in in the first place in Obviously, not everyone's in this boat because everyone's goals, everyone's stories, everyone's background are all completely different. But if you were someone that's maybe went through a big fat loss journey that was really unhappy in the body, really unhappy in the lifestyle, why would you think you're going to have, I hate when people are cheat weekend, just call it, you're just eating higher calorie foods. Stop labeling it as something and stop over rewarding yourself. But what I'm saying is, we're not, we're not animals either. We don't have to be like, oh, I've been really good this week. I went to the gym five times. I'm going to have a donut now. And you're like, what? Like, just have a donut and don't label it. Like, just count it into your calories. Be more calorie conscious. Make sure that you're consistently moving and you won't have to eat like your baby being rewarded. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't work like that. Just literally be like, reward yourself. But at the same time, make sure that like, see that like, if you're, if you're someone that like, you can't just flick this switch. One of the points that I wrote is when people write say things like, I'm going to the gym because I want to be bikini ready. And you're like, you should be training because you want to train because you strive for improvement. Like you shouldn't be focusing on things that's like an outcome. But at the same time, that's a really nice reward. So training. So what would one of your rewards be? Well, if I stick to my non-negotiables, I do X, Y, and Z. Oh, when I go on holiday this summer, if it happens, um, obviously I'm speaking in the future here, um, oh, I'll be able to be dead confident when I'm wearing my bikini. So that's a byproduct and it's a reward. Or, oh, if I stick to this, 
I'll be able to go and play with my children at the park without being out of breath. That's an amazing reward. So write down what these rewards are and you'll be amazed at it as well. So time off, weekends away. And roadmap your year. Not enough people do this. Again, you do it with your work. You do it with a normal calendar. But make sure that you're putting down what you want from your year. And this ties in with your goals and, and, and what the rewards are, holidays, time off. But try and get away from that mindset where you're trying to slip back to old ways. Of course, we can always overconsume for weekends, holidays away, whatever. But at the same time, don't just go all or nothing. Don't just flick the switch and just go, I'm on holiday right now. I'm going to be like, do you know what? One of the, this is a wee bit off tangent here. And I'm just laughing because Fraser will be listening to this. And he always says, I say tangent all the time. And you'd be sitting smiling right now, me saying that. Um, the When people go on holiday and they say things to me, like I train when I go on holiday. And they go, oh, why would you go on holiday and train? I was like, that's like saying to someone that smokes, why would you go on holiday and just stop smoking? Like, like not everyone needs to go on a mad, absolute boozy holiday that means that you run your body into the ground. If you're someone that's going abroad for, say, two weeks, you may be going on a cruise and a lovely holiday somewhere in Europe, somewhere across the Atlantic, wherever, and you're away for an extended period of time. Training is a part of who you are. You're not just training to be bikini ready. You train because you love training. So why would you drop that habit? Surely that's going to make you unhappy. Wee bit of a complex there for you to think about. You're probably going, hmm, that makes sense. So stop doing things to kind of round this off. When it comes to like protecting your energy, it's your energy and you need to make sure that you're doing making improvement and doing everything for you. If you're doing everything for someone else, chances are you probably won't prioritize your energy. Do you know what I mean? Like I make sure that my energy is protected in the day through all these different practices because at the end of the day, it's going to make me optimal as a person. If I'm optimal, I'm going to be able to provide a higher and better quality service to my clients. If they get a higher and better quality service, they're going to get better results. If they get better results, I'll get more business. If I get more business, I'll get more money. If I get more money, I'll have more freedom. If I have more freedom, I'll be able to do more things in my life that make me happy. So it's dead simple, guys. Make sure you're not just doing it for other people and make sure you're doing it for you. And at the end of the day, it's probably quite a good example. There are nice metrics to understand why you actually do something. And then that is the end of the podcast there, guys. A lot of very, very valuable points. A lot of great points we stumbled across there. And um, lastly, I wanted to just add in Make sure that if you have listened to the podcast, please screenshot it and share it. These bite-sized podcasts are absolutely invaluable for the golden nuggets and helpful things. And if you would like to work with me online, um, I'm now providing online coaching. All you have to do is drop me a wee DM, 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 DM saying level up and we'll have a chat. And if you love all this mantra about everything that I'm talking about right now, and you're like, I need a bit of that, get in touch, drop me a DM saying level up and we will have a chat and we will level you up with your body, your mind and your lifestyle and take control of things. Anyway, guys, hope you're having a nice weekend. shouldn't really say that in the podcast, but it is a Sunday, isn't it? Hope you're having a nice one and hope you're looking forward to the next episode. Catchies.